Okay guys, we are back with the third part of the Casey Anthony deep dive and we are just getting started. Some of my content has mention of extreme violence, sexual assault, and or other triggering content. Discretion is advised. There's a lot, there's some that we didn't touch, touch on, but we pretty much, we pretty I much mean, ran through We the actually, thing. I think with the timing we're at, we're almost at the documentary link. <laughs> <laughs> the documentary really is about are. three hours now. I think we're at like two and a half. So I don't know if, I don't know if our version's any shorter. Right. We might have, we, had had, more, we, we still have more to discuss. We do. This was, this was what happened. Mm -hmm. in the documentary now we're getting to the point where we're probably going to discuss our thoughts mm -hmm. <laughs> and then the uh the um like i mentioned uh the inconsistencies that were found on reddit mm -hmm. and then you also have some user comments right right so hang on with us because this this ain't done yep this ain't done all right so do you want to start with your reddit comments i think that would be a good place yeah i'm going to try on the reddit comments i'm going to try not to to read it to everybody because you guys can go probably find the post pretty easy. I, I did give the user and everything, um, mm -hmm. and I don't think you want to listen to me reading like I'm slowly scrolling through a <laughs> teleprompter because <laughs> that's what I'm doing. Right. Um, so, again, if you want to go find the post, it is from a user called uh, Diva for Lisa, Lysia, I think it's Lysia, L I S I A, on reddit and she is taking uh comments from people on any inconsistencies that people notice so if you guys notice a oh interesting uh if you guys noticed it she's putting together a list of them which is where i got the list so go i shouldn't assume she it could be he um uh they're putting together a post so if you notice inconsistencies maybe go out there and throw your your comments out there that way people can kind of put together a list of their claims so I already talked about the, the first one, which was that, to me, that was the biggest one that jumped out, was that she, her, there was an inconsistency on her claiming the essay and claiming that she was locking the door, but then claiming she didn't realize it until she was in prison. Next one, um, Casey claims she held Kaylee's wet limp body in her arms. Sorry, I'm not trying to read weird. I just don't know how to read off of a <laughs> teleprompter. <laughs> On June 16th, 2008, but also claimed she believed Kaylee was alive until her body was discovered on December 11th, 2008. So this inconsistency is just kind of pointing to the fact that we, we already touched on this mm -hmm. one, really, is that it's weird that she believes she held the body that at that point, mm -hmm. uh, but then didn't think she was dead until she was reported that she was dead. Uh, interesting thing about that though, is that was June 16th. I think that comes back later. Cause I do think she, June 16th is when she, she says in the documentary that she last saw Kaylee. I believe later they say that she had earlier said it was earlier than June 16th. Mm. Um, let me scroll down a little bit further cause this is the essay piece. Um, I will have a better system if I have to read you guys this stuff later. So mm. apologies. This is my first, uh, not a pro edit like Sarah is. No, I'm not a pro. I, I will say, um, while I'm scrolling through this though, I, I do think you did a great job on research on the first episodes because I really think they touched on a lot of the things that you said and that you brought up in our first two episodes on this case. They brought up almost all of those in the show. And I was like, I, we just talked about that. Yeah. And so I, I think you did a great job with that research wise. Thank you. you. You hit all the all the keys that they they touched on in the documentary themselves before we even watched the documentary. So that was cool. Thank you. I definitely appreciate that. She is she's the researcher and she's great at it. <sighs> I sometime will try to research a case for you guys, but don't count on it being as good as hers. <laughs> Um, Casey states she never trusted Kaylee alone with George, but then goes on to say she believed that Kaylee was alive from the date in June 
to when her body was discovered in December. Casey was seemingly okay with George having access to Kaylee for 31 days and beyond. Question mark. Yeah. So I don't know if that's necessarily an inconsistency as much as that is just kind of pointing out it's weird that she um, was seemingly okay with it. But Casey does kind of explain that in the fact that she's like, um, she basically says, yeah, I... Um, I I was okay with it because I thought if I did what he asked me to, she would, he would give her back. Mm-hmm. So she kind of explains that. Whether that's true or not, I mean, that's up to everybody's opinion, but she at least tries to explain that fact, I think. Mm-hmm. Casey claims that as a family, they all had each other's computer password. She was trying to say that George searched foolproof suffocation under her profile, but in one of the 2008 prison visits, Cindy had to ask Casey for her password. Casey responded that she gave it to Lee, the brother, which implies he did not have it either. Credit to user Nibbler812. We're going to have some great usernames in here, by the way. (laughs) Uh, So, and she, so yeah, the original poster gave credit to that user. I want to try to make sure I give credit to all the, the posters of these. So if true, it does kind of make you think, well, yes, it was Cindy, but I mean, you would think George would give her the password if he had the password, unless he's just like, I don't want people to know I have that password. Mm-hmm. It, to me, is still not too damning. The The first one, I think, was kind of a big, uh, you know, big inconsistency, but I don't think these other ones have been as much. Casey alleges George murdered Kaylee while sexually essaying her I'm again I'm reading off the prompter sorry okay Uh, Casey insinuates that George likely suffocated Kaylee Casey alleges George would put a pillow over her face as a child Casey also alleges that George searched foolproof suffocation the internet searches premeditated murder whereas Casey's claims are a third degree murder not premeditated but accidental casey is alleging that george accidentally killed her but that he premeditated her death with that search so what i what i read of that comment and i'm curious if you're thinking the same thing i read that it's they're saying she's saying that that he that her dad accidentally killed Uh kaylee with the um, pillow but he didn't couldn't have accidentally killed kaylee with the pillow because he searched that google search the google searches were weird to me why are they searching suffocation and foolproof i completely agree bag overhead and that's that the two pieces of evidence that get me the most in this case are the google search yeah and the duct tape yeah those those are the two i come back to so i think after we do these we'll, we'll kind of talk about our opinions on things but uh, and then there was also the search for chloroform right and that's uh i saw that in the other documentary and they said um chloroform's not easy to make (laughs) (laughs) they're like so they this was really interesting to me i like i would definitely look up that other documentary on peacock if you guys are interested i think it was called the case of kaylee anthony which i like the name yeah they that's a good they went for kaylee instead of casey and i i like that Mm -hmm. they did that um it was very more scientific. They they actually had a cadaver dog. It was interesting. They had a cadaver dog. They put, uh, I think, which I'm sitting here going, how did you guys get human flesh? That's beside the point. <laughs> but they were like had scientists doing it. It's having, for science. <laughs> right. They had scientists. And maybe it was like a body farm type thing. But they had yeah. scientists that um, had human flesh, uh, then like meat, like, hamburger or some some form of animal type meat and then like garbage because casey kaylee sorry um no casey casey You're right <sighs> the names are too close i know they are <laughs> um so uh casey alleged that she had trash in the trunk of her car uh and like 31 day old pizza and that's what the smell came from she also alleged at one point in time that her dad had hit roadkill and that also caused the decomp smell so they took um pizza and trash and then they took um animal 
like meat or remains or something and then actual like human flesh and went up to like a junkyard and put them in like three trunks and the cadaver dog went straight to the trunk with the human remains. Mm. So they're trying to prove it, but then they so that's where they said you don't usually have just a cadaver dog. You normally need forensics with it. Right. Like the cadaver dog does a great job of helping you find it. They said like they've done studies. They said it's like 40 times dogs can smell 40 times better than humans. Dang. And they said they actually have put a drop of blood in the wall in sheetrock and a dog's been able to find it. Wow. So like they're really good at alerting, but they can't tell you the story. They just tell you, point you in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Um, where that got interesting though is they talked about your what well, you're talking about the search about the chloroform mm-hmm. and they had a college student who wasn't a chemistry student look up how to make chloroform and uh, be in a lab and try to make it well the student went through the process of making the chloroform it got cloudy like they said it should you know they the got to a certain point in it. Here's the recipe for chloroform. They basically did. And I was sitting there going, mm, maybe not do that. Don't do that. But they were also, they're saying though, it's not easy because they said, all right, now at this point you need to, excuse me, you need to distill it. And oh. I, yeah, me too. I'm like, what? How, how do you distill something? And they're like, so is it reasonable to believe that and again, they were kind of painting Casey as being dumb. I don't think she's dumb, but they're they're saying, is it reasonable to believe that, you know, someone who had just graduated high school and that's it, knew how to distill chloroform? Right. I don't and know how to do it. I don't. I don't know what you would need. Right. I don't. And they they were talking like you need other equipment to do that. Oh. I don't even know what equipment you would get. Right. Um. Glad I'm not making chloroform. Right. Like it. It just was like. They they said they had never heard of other cases of people making their own chloroform at home mm. and being, you know, like successful with it and things like that. Devil's advocate, like, um, though they did say that there's some small chloroform. form mm-hmm. of chloroform in like cleaning products and stuff. And they they allege that there is some in the trunk. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I don't think it's necessarily alleged. I think they did find yeah. Small amounts of chloroform in the trunk. Which that could be either them chloroform the or it could be them cleaning the trunk. Yeah. Or it could have been she knocked her out with some type of cleaning product. And they they did say that you can get chloroform in a in a cleaning like solvent form. Like um I'm guessing it's gotta be like an industrial type thing. But right. they said that would have gotten her on a, a list, like a police <laughs> list kind of thing. Like you don't Dang. just go buy industrial solvent chloroform it's like buying a um sudafed like you can't go around and buy sudafed everywhere because you get on a list right i think i guess that's similar with chloroform Hmm. i don't know i don't know much about that but that go watch that documentary because it was it was really good it was a lot more scientific than than this documentary was Mm -hmm. uh next 2008, Casey told the police she'd recently spoken to Kaylee. She was excited to talk to me. This breaks my heart. She was excited to talk to me, said, hi, mommy. And today was the first time I have heard her voice in over four weeks. After 31 days, I know that all that matters is getting my daughter back. In the Peacock documentary, uh, Casey claims that she never spoke to Kaylee, but believed she was alive. So I'm guessing you know more about this one because this seems like a little outside of the documentary. Um, it was. I just hear. I just heard a blurb of it that, and I didn't know from what source it was, so I didn't include a lot of it. And that's a good thing to mention here. These are coming from Reddit posts. So right. Everybody take these with a grain of salt. Um, but I did read somewhere that she did say she talked to her. Um, After and, the 31 days when people yeah, were looking for her. Yeah. Mm. Um, which that wish we knew time of death too on that. Yeah, they couldn't, I don't think they could really fully, they had to go off of Kaylee and and George's story, I think Mm -hmm. on time of death. Yeah, I'm sorry. Casey and George's stories because of the, um, decomp and how long it was. Right. And the conditions and everything. Dang. So um, this one we talked about cell phone pings at Casey's home at George um, 
and George at work when the search was weird wording, but I think it was a typo. Uh, when he would have searched uh, foolproof suffocation occurred, this was okay. Ignore all I said. I'm going to sum up that part because I not only did I stumble over my words, I think there's some typos in there. So sorry about that. But um, basically, they're talking about when the computer search was done for the foolproof suffocation, George was supposed to, supposedly either headed to work or at work. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was shown in an episode of the first 48 hours. Thank you to uh, user endless underscore rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. Hey, or rabbit hole. Sorry. Uh, good username. Yep. I like that. Um, so they're, they're saying. So that was kind of what we talked about with. Yeah. All of that. <laughs> yeah. So they're, they say, they're saying that first 48 hours episode, it's, it, I guess, cleared up the search history part of it. So that may be something to go out there and watch. Uh, it says also foolproof suffocation search was at 2.51 p.m., which is where I, I got that number. I don't know which to believe the documentary or as opposed from the Reddit. I don't know where they got That's still this info. Minutes. That's it's like minutes. minutes getting in your car, minutes logging see, out of something. I can see a defense team being like, oh, what is, which is it? Right. 2.59, 2.49, 2.51. Right. I don't. I, I think it's semantics too. I think you're right, but I could see the argument. Mm-hmm. Uh, George called the house from work at 3:01 p.m. Uh, the defense claims these timestamps are a few more minutes apart, but this is untrue. Their software was proven to have a timestamp error, or they falsified. So basically, they're saying the software had a timestamp. That mm-hmm. said, he called at 3.01. The defense claims that it was more further apart than 2.51 and 3.01. Um, but unless there's an error in their software, right? it can't be more, it can't be further apart. So that's what they're saying the discrepancy is, is that about the call. So sorry if that was all over the place. I am <laughs> doing my best. Uh, no, okay. in, in the first interrogation with police, Casey claims the last time she saw Kaylee was June 9th, oh. 2008. She said, the truthful thing is that I have not seen my daughter. The last time that I saw her was on the 9th of June. Casey now remembers the date was June 16th and oddly has a very detailed and vivid description for much of that day. Mm. So I'm wondering, and I might have not caught this. This may be a thing to go back and rewatch. I'm wondering if that's the interrogation at Universal Studios. Yeah. And she was saying then, the last time I saw her was June 9th. Yeah. But then comes back and says it's actually a week later. That's so interesting. I would have to rewatch on that, but that is something interesting for people who care to go back and watch if you want to. And I clicked mm-hmm. on something I shouldn't have. All right. Uh, Casey and the Peacock crew paint George and Cindy's media presence as suspicious. Casey repeatedly criticizes their media presence, but in the jailhouse recordings, George asks Casey what he should do, and she advises him to continue going on TV and working with the media. I do kind of remember that part. I think that part was um, Casey says something along the lines of, it's good that you're going to the media because all this media attention is helping people find mm-hmm. Kaylee. I think that's what that refers to. Uh, yeah. Casey claims she was working under the table and making good money. She said she was working in nightlife, but lied about the universal gig to keep her mom off of her back. Casey also was so financially broke at this time that she stole her friend's checkbook and committed fraud. Many stores Casey also has not produced references to prove that she was working and where. That was something I it did catch me as odd. She said she was a bartender mm-hmm. in the the documentary, and she said that she was working in nightlife, which she doesn't specify what that means. Mm-hmm. And again, um, if it's something that's if she, it almost seemed like she hinted at it, it could be like sex work type thing or. Mm-hmm. Um, it's some adult industry type thing. Right. And if that's the case, that's there's nothing to, like, you shouldn't treat people bad for that or judge them based on that. We've mm-hmm. discussed that before. Right. But here's where that got weird to me. 
so and I, this might be one of the things later, but she mentions towards the end of the documentary, she was like, well, she went to where Zanny the nanny was supposed to be, which she actually does say that that was her former friend's apartment. She'd been to those apartments before. They weren't yeah. random apartments. Mm-hmm. Um, but she says, um, I'm trying to think of how she says it. She says that she was never with a, a nanny. Kaylee was never with a nanny. She was always with my mom or myself. Mm-hmm. If I ever felt guilty about going somewhere and my mom wasn't, av- or she said my mom was ever not available. She basically said this kind of paraphrasing a little bit, but she said, uh, if my mom wasn't available, I would take her with me. Yep. So she's mm-hmm. saying that she would take her to work as a bartender or take her to clubs. Yeah. I found or, that. Or a was she, because she, she wasn't taking her to the friend's house. Yeah. Cause the friends hadn't seen her in the 31 days. Mm-hmm. So she wasn't in, and I saw and a lot she of, said she didn't trust anybody to watch her except for it, her it, and her, her mom. mom. Yep. And the, the Reddit post people were like, well, yeah, she was, and this is awful if this is true, but these are people assuming, uh, assuming and making up. Um, I don't even want to say making up. These are just kind of people with uh hypothesis, maybe not even hypothesis because they're not even, you can't even scientifically test this, but People are thinking that maybe she was drugging her with either Xanax or with chloroform and keeping her in the trunk while she worked. Yep. That was, I guess that's a theory that's out there. That um, was a big theory a lot in the beginning of this too. Which I, I've never heard that. So yeah. I, again, that, that was the babysitter that Xanax was. And again, these, these are just theories. These are, there's no provable I mean, the most evidence you could say to that is the chloroform in the trunk and mm-hmm. the dog alerting to that. But that's really, you're kind of making a leap there if you're going, but I'm not saying it, it couldn't be right, but I'm just saying there's not enough evidence to say it's for sure yeah. what happened. This is in the trial. Uh, Jose Baez alleges Casey accidentally drowned and George Anthony screamed at Casey. He yelled at her that she was going to be in trouble and disappoint her mother and others in the Peacock documentary. um, Oh, it says in the Peacock documentary, Casey tells a new story. It says that George speaks to her in a calm and soothing tone. I disagree with that one a little bit. Yeah, I think it was because I think she said it was both. I think she said that he was angry at first and then soothing. Mm -hmm. So he did talk to her in an angry tone at first. I, I don't think that's as much of a discrepancy. Uh, During the 31 days, Casey acknowledged to her friend that there was a decomposition odor in her car. She said a squirrel had died in or under the vehicle and its rotting carcass was responsible for the decomp smells. In the Peacock documentary, Casey alleges there was no decomposition odor in the car at all. She blamed the bad smell on garbage and old pizza. So she flip flop on on this a a couple times because she said, so I never heard the squirrel squirrel thing. I hadn't heard squirrel. I think I'd heard roadkill maybe. I didn't hear that. At some point. I don't know why. I I had either heard pizza or decomp. I think I heard Um, the roadkill in that second documentary I told you about. Okay. But, well, st- but still, it was just a story. Like It wasn't anything official. Yeah. Um, she had said the pizza thing. And then she said that she kind of alleged that her... She dropped the car off where her dad told her to, to take it. I think she said it, it broke down or something. Yeah, it she? broke down an unchecked caching place. Right. And so and she, left it she that had people help her pull it over, left mm-hmm. it sitting there so that her dad could come and get it. So she's alleging that her dad did something while that car was while that car was in there. his possession that was decomp. And she says that she smells a smell that she never wants to smell ever in her yeah, life. That and so she's kind of admitting that there was a there's definitely a smell. smell. Like I, I don't think anybody I haven't heard anybody say that there's but she kind of alerted that it might have been decomp too. Well, Cindy definitely did. Well, I'm saying Casey did when. Right, yeah. And Casey does kind of too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like she has flip-flopped on that, which Mm -hmm. this is what's interesting to me about that is people always say if you've ever smelled decomp, you're Mm going to know it. Yeah. 
what if you have it? What if Casey's never smelled decomp? Is she really going to know the difference between decomp and rotting trash? Well, like, I think like what they're saying is you're never going to smell that again. And right, she did say that. She she identified she identified the smell as possibly decomp, but if she's never smelled it before, I mean, it's weird that she identified it as possibly decomp, but mm-hmm. if she's never smelled it before, how do you have something to compare it to, right? right. Like if you've, and if that makes sense what I'm getting at, um, like people have been saying like, yeah, if you smelled it before, you're going to know that smell. Well, if she's never smelled it before, how is she going to know the difference between 31 day old garbage sitting in the sun in Florida and the smell of decomp? Right. Both are going to smell awful, I'm sure. Yeah. I, I don't know the smell of decomp or 31-day-old Florida garbage, but I imagine neither smell good. I don't want to smell either one of them. Right. So, I mean, that that to me, the decomp smell, I, when George and Cindy say that they smell it, I kind of believe them a little bit because George was a police officer. Mm-hmm. And he... Cindy was a nurse. And Cindy was a nurse, and I believe they probably had smelled decomp before. Yeah. When Casey says it, I don't know if I if she knows what that smells like to yeah. really say for sure that's what it is. I bet that's why she... That's my guess of why she flip-flops so much on mm-hmm. that part. It's because she just doesn't know. She's like, it was an awful smell. <laughs> it could be roadkill. It could be garbage. I don't know. It was just bad. Right. Not saying that to defend Casey, but just saying if I was in that situation, I wouldn't be able to tell you what it smelled like, just that it smelled bad. Yep. Uh, Casey alleges that during the 31 days she was fully under George's control, she blamed him for her behavior, including all the partying she did. She claims he was terrified of him, so she did not question him about Kaylee's whereabouts. Why then did Casey steal the gas cans from him? Why would she anger him this way? Yeah, I didn't know about it. I that. didn't know about the gas cans. So that's, again, something that everybody, if you guys want to do your, do some extra digging and research, go for it. Yep. Um, I don't know about the stolen gas cans. Another Reddit post here. And this one's a lot shorter, so I promise I'm about done. It's okay. <laughs> um, this is posted by a user, I don't know how to say that, Woodeeks. Um, defense team inconsistency. At one point in the second episode, the female defense attorney says something to the effect of during those 31 days Kaylee was missing, Casey did express grief, just atypical displays of grief. But by Casey's own words, during that documentary, she claims to have believed Kaylee was perfectly fine during that time period. Mm. Is this a joke? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, so that Again, I, I included behavior. that one, but I, I included that one because I get what they're getting at. Mm-hmm. So they they said they're saying that the person said she expressed grief differently because she um, was young and had been through SA and things like that. Mm-hmm. But at the same point in time, um, Casey is saying. Well, I thought she was alive that whole time. But where I think this is different, and tell me what you think, is I think that defense person even says she hasn't told me all this story, and she's just saying people handle grief differently. She's not saying that, like Casey never said, said that she, that I know of, maybe I'm wrong here, I don't think Casey ever said that she was dealing with her grief while she was out partying. Do you remember? Mm-mm, I, I don't remember. I don't think she ever says that. Mm-mm. I think she says that she was out partying. I don't. Working I, is the only she, thing she, she said did, she was yeah, doing. Yeah, she did. She said working to help her boyfriend promote and apparently nightlife and bartender. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think she ever says that she was doing it to co- cope with grief. I think the defense team says that that's possible she was coping with grief, grief that way, but I don't. I also think the defense team says, well, I never asked her for details about that night. You know, I, I'd or about, which is weird to me. The, def- the defense team says that a lot. Like, I didn't, I haven't asked her much about this. You're mm-hmm. the defense team. Isn't that, you're supposed to ask a little bit? Right. But, um, yeah, so that, that's the, 
and so com some comments about that. There's actually just two more. SBLK uh, said there are a ton of inconsistencies in this doc, which is actually pretty funny when you consider the filmmakers were very clearly on Casey's side. Like you have complete control of the narrative, and even then you cannot come up with a consistent explanation. Uh, I liked how Casey in episode one details that she began to remember um, and then it uh, remember slash piece together that George had essayed her uh, when she was in jail. But then the episode three, she explains that she didn't want to leave Kaylee alone with George because she was worried that he might essay her as well, which is it. So again, we already touched on that, so I won't go too far into that, but it's another person kind of echoing she says it in the documentary in episode one and then kind of changes in episode two. <laughs> this one's hello, I'm busy user. <laughs> um, or the fact is a response to that, which is kind of why I left the first one in there. Or the fact that she shares a, or that she shares that she is a light sleeper because when uh, she always had to be on alert cut to the next sentence where she is sharing how she woke up and didn't hear anything and her daughter is missing. This is literally contradicting the exact thing she just said. Yep. So basically, and I, I did think that was weird. Yeah. She's like, I'm a light sleeper because of the essay stuff. But then I didn't notice that my daughter got up or that she left mm -hmm. or anything like that. I didn't notice anything happened until my dad came and shook me. Right. So I, I didn't think that was weird too. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I don't know. Those are just from my digging. Really, that one piece was the only uh, was the. the Those were good thing. though. They, they are interesting. They're things to think about, and I thought it would be good for our listeners on here to leave your comments too. If you think, yeah, I thought that too, or if you're like, I, I hadn't heard those before, maybe. Maybe you all do some more deep digging too, and you see some stuff that we don't see. Mm -hmm. But uh, those are the inconsistencies that I found. Yeah, those well, are, those are really other good. people found that I am now reading off of a teleprompter. <laughs> <laughs> so all thank right. you to everybody who actually put those comments out there and go find those posts, and you guys throw some stuff out there too. Yeah, for sure. Um, so uh, thank you guys for commenting. Um, we had some really good comments. Um, and some good discussions. And so I just wanted to touch upon a couple of those. Um, so on our first video, um, which was part one um, last time, we had Caitlin McCowan. Um, and she said, the only thing that boggled my mind is that her parents never called the police to do a welfare check to see if they could find her granddaughter, their granddaughter. Um, if they haven't seen her in the past couple of days. So basically saying, can you, do a, yeah, can you do a welfare check here? Can you check on her? Um, and then she, she wrote, I think this case is so sad. Um, I wrote back, I know <laughs> the fact that they waited so long is crazy. Um, she replied, because that's uh, the part that most people believe, because that's the part most people believe they know about her death. The theories of what happened is crazy. I think Kaylee's death was accidental, but instead of just saying it was accidental, they made it look worse than they should. Yeah. Very I, valid. I, I agree with a lot of that, actually. And um, what's interesting, too, is... Uh, um, I'm sorry, what was her name? Caitlin? No, I'm, I'm sorry, on the, the user that posted, or the fan that commented. It was Caitlin McCowan. Oh, it was. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, there's a Kaylee, a Caitlin. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Casey, so, Caitlin, Casey. I'm struggling. Right. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I mean, Caitlin had a good point, though, on the welfare check, though. Like, if you haven't seen your daughter or your kid in 31 days, like, wouldn't you think you would welfare check that she is at her boyfriend's? Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess with this documentary, they're in this. We posted our video before the documentary came out. So, um, all these comments are pre documentary, probably. Mm -hmm. Um, some could be after, but most of them are probably at least, at least around the time of the documentary. Mm -hmm. um, it's possible that Kaylee, um, sorry, Casey said that she had been calling 
her dad at the house yes. that much that time. So maybe that's why they didn't welfare check is because Casey kept calling her dad. And Casey claims that's because her dad, she thought, telling had, her what to do and right. Yeah. And telling her how to act and all this stuff. Um, so maybe that's why they didn't do the welfare check. But I mean, I, I agree. Like, that's one of the most outrageous things about this whole thing is that 31 days. Yeah. Like somebody has to call. Right. Somebody like if it's, if it was George had something to do with it, he's got to call 911 in those 30 days, 31 mm-hmm. days. If it's Casey, Casey needs to, yeah. like somebody's got to call 911 in those 31 days. You can't just sit around. Right. So we had also someone reply to this, which I thought was very interesting. Um, Jalen H. wrote, one, Casey is legal adult and can leave anytime she desires legally, which they're responding to this welfare check. Basically that she's over the age of 18. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you can, that's, that is probably true. If you did a welfare check, you, they probably would be like, she's an adult. We can't. Yeah. So yeah, that is, that is a good point. Um, two, to do a welfare check, you have to have an address. Casey was hopping around. It's mm, a good, good point. Thought too, yeah. Very good point. I mean, they could have known the boyfriend's address, but then at that point, if you know she's at the boyfriend's, you probably just go to the boyfriend's. Go there, yeah. Right. Um, three, Cindy was trying to track her daughter down. She states in the 911 call that she finally tracked her daughter down. Okay, so that's interesting because there's, there's obviously lying there mm-hmm. with George, if that's true. And yeah. I do remember her saying that in the 911 call because uh, if she's been calling the house and talking to George, but Cindy's trying to track down her daughter, mm-hmm. George isn't telling Cindy something. Yep. The, so, and that seems to add up a lot. There seems to be a lot of, that's a rough marriage between George and Cindy. Hey, like. I mean, I mentioned last time that they disagreed. And like, I can't imagine being in that marriage. For that long with all this. Yeah, with all of this come yeah. out now? Wow. Yeah, I mean, and you, they even showed, uh, I think it was in the documentary that we're talking about here. Maybe mm-hmm. it was, the, I'm pretty sure it was this documentary, though. They showed them fighting. Right, They showed yeah. them fighting and saying George stole money from Cindy's retirement. Mm-hmm. And so they, they had a real bad rela- or bad marriage, or have. I think yeah. they're still married. Right. I don't know how, but. Who? <sighs> um, <laughs> so then we had another commenter, uh, Lindsay Corsi. Um, she wrote, she does not, she does show remorse. I believe her. So I replied, Hey, Lindsay, thank this you would for, be post-doc probably. Yeah. Um, I said, Hey, Lindsay, thank you for watching and being here. I love your input. I would love to hear your take on things. How do you believe she shows remorse? Um, and Lindsay just said, did you watch it? Yeah. But so, she's, she's probably, I mean, She's talking about emotion, showing that emotion there. Um, so th- this was interesting. It, I've seen the internet be kind of divided on this. One thing I've seen a ton mm-hmm. was people saying uh, the phrase crocodile tears. Yeah. They really think that some people really believe that Casey's playing this up, that this is an act. And some people really believe that she is actually emotionally sincere um god i don't know like i when she's talking about the essay there's things i believe there, there are times to so me, it's like i don't know what to believe with her like i said at one point i ended up at like on our scale that we did i ended up at a three which is closer to like um you know accident or george had something to do with it mm-hmm. and that's because i i really did believe her at times right but then you start to hear some of the inconsistencies and stuff and that's kind of like is she acting? I mean, it seems like she must be a really good actor if on some of these things, she was really, I really believed a lot of the things she said, or at least I don't know if I'd say a lot, but I, I believe more than I thought I would going into it Mm -hmm. enough to the point where she kind of had me kind of swaying towards maybe, maybe it was George or maybe it was an accident. Um, And I'm sure that that person um, or fan commenting on there saying like, did you watch the documentary? I'm sure that's more like a, um, like this whole thing was emotional. Right. You know? like, yeah. <laughs> it's hard to point to one thing about yeah. her show. Cause she was very much trying to show emotion throughout the whole thing. Yeah. And I, I just appreciate everyone's comments so I much. Too. Either any, way, any, any comment, good uh, or bad. Yeah. Thank you for commenting. Yeah. Um, because we want to hear this opinion, the opinions, you know, Yeah, and it's good to talk about cause 
I mean, I, I already have been interested by the things that have been commented and we've only gone through two. <laughs> yeah. Um, so on part two, we had Caitlin McCowan commenting again. Um, she wrote. Thank you, Caitlin. Sorry, yeah. I messed up your name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for commenting twice, too. Um, I do believe they could have went with lesser charges and they would have been able to convict her. Absolutely. Yep. Um, I think the dad slightly knew something about it, but the thing is, I think they all failed her because if she was the light of your world, you would want to know if she was okay. Um, I think it's obvious. Yep. yep. I think it's obvious they all know something, but it's so hard to tell what. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, all of that is true. Yeah, I know. All of that. I mean, that's hard to, that's summed up really well. It's hard to add anything really to that. But I mean, mm-hmm. that I think could be said about a lot of things in this case. Like if she really was important to these people as much as they say, mm-hmm. I'm not going 31 days without seeing somebody that important to me and not right. knowing where they are and just saying, well, you know, somebody else probably has her. I'm right. just not. Yeah. I, I mean, and it's really hard because one of the the other comments mentioned like her showing remorse and showing emotion. They did show home videos with you know, Casey and Kaylee mm-hmm. playing together, being yeah. happy together. It's hard to, it's really hard to tell how that could have happened, how she could have gone from happy playing with her kid to mm-hmm. um, all of a sudden just being like, I want to kill my kid to have a nightlife right. at that point. Like it's, it's hard to make that leap. Yep. Which I, I think is also where I agree with the lesser charges and the reasonable doubt. I mean, I, I think they would have probably convicted her on lesser charges and reason. Um, it would have been, it's supposed to be a reasonable doubt should be the same. I think either way, like if it's third degree murder or if it's death penalty, it, it's supposed to be the same criteria for reasonable doubt, I think, but I, human nature wise, I'm sure that you have to work a lot harder to prove reasonable doubt when somebody's going to be put to death for your verdict. Yep. So then we have a big comment okay. um, with right. lots of stuff Let's in it. it. So, this is the last one I will read um, is with the conversations with her. But uh, Thrifty Nurse, which if you're thrifty, maybe I need to check out your channel because I'm thrifty. <laughs> well, um, yeah, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> um, so she starts with, I believe Casey was responsibly responsible entirely for Kaylee's death. Her parents' reactions slash actions upon finding her car and finding everything else out and through the years since just don't line up with the story she's pushing half the stuff she says contradicts the other stuff or makes no sense in the slightest um all she has done all these years is add lies to lies it's bizarre i can't believe she thinks her story sounds even half believable that's the part that shocks me she has to know 99 percent of people probably think she's guilty and a psychopathic liar and she thinks this is going to make her make people go, oh, yeah, that makes sense. I guess she's not lying now. Shaking my damn head. <laughs> what's funny What's funny about that is that did actually hit on something, too, from the thing. She's like, she actually at one point, and I, I kind of shook my head out a little bit, too. She goes, if this documentary doesn't convince people that I'm innocent, then, and I don't know what she said after that. It was something along the lines of, I don't know what else to do, but... Mm-hmm. I mean, it's pretty clear she she was trying to, like you said, put it on somebody else or show her innocence in this yep. whole thing. I mean, um, and yeah, her. We talked about all the different changes of story she's had in this whole thing. I mean, mm-hmm. it's she absolutely did, and that's why it's hard to believe anything she says. Yeah. Um. So she goes on to say, if anything, this interview just confirmed to me how full of it she is. Nothing she can say will explain her behavior during those 31 days unless she admits she, on some level, caused Kaylee's death or wasn't sad about it. I don't know. Even I even believe she plotted and purposely did it. If 
it could have been some kind of accident. I lean more towards her intentionally doing something that put Kaylee at risk, like drugging her to go out. If it went bad, I think Zanny the nanny was Xanax. Maybe she even duct taped her to keep her quiet, stuck her in the car. Maybe she got drunk and forgot how long it'd been and passed out and left her there too long. Maybe she just gave her too much. Maybe she panicked, tried to cover it up, and thought she could lie her way out of it. So she obviously couldn't call 911 and say what happened. So what else could she do? But I 100% don't believe anyone else was aware or responsible other than her. If that's not what happened, the only other possibility, I think, is that she was distracted on the phone, internet, not watching Kaylee. She went out and climbed in the pool and drowned. Maybe that was when she called Cindy like six times back to back on the last day she was seen after George left for work. And then she decided to handle it on her own and hide it from them. Maybe she's angry at her parents for leaving the ladder up and blames them. And making up this story about George is her way of getting back at them. Because again, she can't admit she was being negligent and just not watching her daughter and she drowned, especially not after all this time. She is incapable of taking any blame. Not once in this interview did she accept blame or reflect on her poor choices. Regardless of what happened, she acted the way afterwards was inconceivable and insane. I can't picture any loving parent acting the way she did after losing a child, not with so much partying and hiding it from everyone. In any circumstance, she didn't tell a single soul Kaylee was gone until she had no other choice. That alone says everything to me. That was that was a really good comment. Very good yeah, comment. Thank you for that. Yeah. Um, that so that to me is kind of interesting hearing what other people think about this documentary because I think that's a little different than how we kind of went about it because we we doubt George a little bit. Yeah, we you do. And I do, and and it mm -hmm. sounds like, um, it sounds like this comment is no like shade at George. This is like all, all, Kaylee, Kaylee, all Casey's responsible. Casey. Yeah, and. I definitely have thought the the Casey negligence thing is very possible. Mm -hmm. The interesting thought I had too about that timeline that um, that was in the comment was that in that timeline it would be alleging that uh, that Casey and Kaylee were home alone after George left. Mm -hmm. uh, that Kaylee got in the pool while um, everyone was gone. Well, everyone was gone, but that. The weird part about that would be the the Google search about the foolproof mm -hmm. um, suffocation. Uh, that would that would be kind of weird, but I get what what they're getting at is like she was on the phone. She she could have very well done it while uh, George was at work, and then but that that was kind of in a way almost tried to uh, rationalize any way it could possibly be an accident. Mm -hmm. It sounds like this person thinks it's um, very likely intentional. Yeah. And so, like, trying to rationalize any way that it could not be intentional. <laughs> right. Uh, and that was the rationalization. I I think I do give a little bit more. Um, I don't know about you, but I think I still have the accident, the accidental part in, uh, in the equation a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, than that, but not necessarily. I think... I think Casey knew. I don't. I don't think it was George. I, I think George could have known something, but I think it was either an accident that was really messed up and how they handled it, or Casey knew. Um, mm -hmm. So she does go on in another comment. Um, she says, "I just hate that this younger generation who didn't follow the case originally is being hoodwinked by her interview." I've seen a lot of comments from mostly younger people. She put in parentheses, that makes me feel so old, haha, <laughs> -ha. um, who are totally falling for this and think that we are a-holes for calling her a liar, especially with the whole essay scenario she's accusing George of. But they didn't see it all go down and don't have the full facts or details of this case. They are taking her at her word with not much else to go on and... I'll give it to Peacock. They did a good job tugging at our heartstrings with sad violin music. <laughs> they did have a lot of sad violin music. They did. It really sucks that there are people out there who are actually buying this, though. So she's very on one side, which right. is very interesting. Um, 
A lot of people, I think, are. Yeah, a lot of people are. And and that, I mean, we brought up that point at the beginning. Yeah. Like, if you're... If you're 20, you were six when this happened. Mm-hmm. So, like, if this is your only exposure to that case, is this documentary, you probably do feel a certain way about it. You probably feel like mm-hmm. <laughs> people are being horrible to her. But, yeah, I mean, there's more than just this documentary out there. There's a ton of other ones out there. Yeah, that's why true crime fans, please watch other things too yeah like just watch the one i think this was the best explained in making a murderer because people (laughs) people were like yes he's innocent and but you didn't see the whole picture right and so i'm like please we still haven't seen there's i want a contradictory documentary to come out about making a murderer Mm -hmm. because i've even heard that the people in his town think he did it right why what what did they know that and I, I've tried to do some research. I've found some things that could be a whole nother podcast at some point. We probably but, will. <laughs> yeah, we, we probably will because that'd be an interesting one. But mm-hmm. the yeah, exactly. Making a murderer was in the same way where they were very much pro Stephen Avery, mm-hmm. and this is very much pro Casey Anthony. Yep. So if you only watch Making a Murderer, you think there's no way that. Stephen Avery is not innocent. Right. If you watch this, you and this is all you know and all you watch, then you probably feel the same way about, about Casey Anthony. Mm-hmm. I think the only difference is with making a murderer is I haven't seen the other side come out very much, whereas Casey Anthony. Well, there's a lot more evidence based and stuff, but yeah, Casey um, Anthony. There's a lot that you can find out about. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of other. Di- I mean. We just scratched the surface. You could go in a real deep dive on Casey Anthony and find a lot of contradictory documentaries and information out there. Mm-hmm. So we got just this whole big case of inconsistencies, lies, um, back and forth. Who to he believe? Said, she said. Um, defense and prosecution, and you know, evidence, and just it, it, there's no closure though. At the end, like yeah, you have this whole still thing. Is. We no spent. Closure. Three hours, three probably we're more. Probably getting close to four now. For all I know, <laughs> going over as much detail as we can, and there's still so much more. And I, I want to, I want to get this before before we close out. Mm-hmm. What do you think happened? If you if you had to think, and this is not you saying what did happen. You're, mm-hmm. You just say what you think the most plausible thing you think happened in this situation is based on what we've heard. The most plausible thing to me that adds up with everything is that George was probably just a bad dude, right? But I think she left with Kaylee on that day. She went to go work in the nightlife one day, whether it be that day or a couple days after. I think she incapacitated Kaylee in some form. Um, I, I lean more towards it was Xanax or she gave her something and Kaylee did not wake up. I think she put her in the trunk to go party, to go work, to go do the things she was doing. And Kaylee didn't, when she came back, Kaylee did not wake up. So then everyone in her life freaked the F out, panicked. 31 days later. 31. (laughs) Well, I don't know. Maybe before that. True, true. Um, And tried to concoct something. Right. I don't know if George disposed of her body because he was trying to protect Casey or or Casey did it. But either one that did it, did it in a horrible way. Mm -hmm. They made it, I think they tried to make it look like she was abducted by putting duct tape to buy time. I don't think that duct tape was there to incapacitate her. I think it was there for a show. And I think they did a whole bunch of stuff, came up with this pool theory, tried to concoct things, and made things to where we have no idea what happened. And so Kaylee's never going to get justice. I think that was, that's all really well said, honestly. and That's what the evidence shows me. Honestly, what's funny about that, too, is the last comment where they said that the, the younger generation thinks we're all a-holes. <laughs> if you hear that, and you watch the, the K-12 
Casey Anthony documentary and then you hear what you just said. Yeah, I'm an a-hole. <laughs> right. I'm she, a real a-hole. People are probably like, what? yeah, I mean, she's, you know, she went through all this and then you're saying she did that? Like, but, but I think she was essayed. I think she was essayed by a, by different people. And, it, and I it think it does was affect horrible. you mentally yeah. really badly when it happens at a young age like that and then you grow up, like you don't develop the same way. Yeah. But I believe both things are true. That doesn't excuse this happening. Yeah. That doesn't mean that because she was a victim, she can't also be a murderer too. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that's just, where you can the maybe, evidence points me. Yeah. You can maybe say that like, you know, you feel less bad for her. Having mm-hmm. gone through essay, but yeah, I it doesn't absolve her of an, of guilt though, having been a victim. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's here's what I think on it. I'm actually a little different than you, but not a ton. But I, I think I am different than you. So I think the search and the duct tape, like I said, are my two big sticking points. Mm-hmm. And where I think what I think happened. Again, this is just us giving our theories best guess off of what we what we've heard i would say what probably happened was that um i do think casey probably murdered kaylee i think that she did look that up how to um i think let's let's back this up i think kaylee was murdered i do think it was probably casey it makes the most sense that it was casey it could be George, but I, I kind of doubt it. The reason why I feel that way uh, is because of the Google search about suffocation, the foolproof suffocation, the duct tape around the mouth, um, and the looking up how to make chloroform, uh, things like those searches. To me, that that is somebody premeditating a murder. Um, can I explain what I feel about those two things? Let me say one quick thing before that. Okay. The chloroform, what I was wondering is they were saying that you, um, with chloroform, you could um, you could technically make it, but it'd be kind of hard to make. Mm-hmm. What if she attempted to make the chloroform or what if she attempted to use another cleaning product that had chloroform mm-hmm. on Casey? And that is the traces of chloroform that they found. Yeah. But the chloroform might have not been what worked. Right. Um, or it could have killed her. Or, or it could have. Anyway, yeah, I mean, she's a three-year-old of, little instead body. Instead of putting her to sleep, it, it actually did kill her on accident. Because if they're, you know, if they just said, let's use some other cleaning product, other that just has a little bit of chloroform in it, to put her to sleep. Mm-hmm. And it, it, that, I still think that would be murder, but I guess you could call that an accident. All right, go ahead. I just wanted to explain the part about the chloroform, though. Yeah, my the reason I think those fit into my theory is because I think, I think the whole chloroform thing could have been her trying to research how to incapacitate her for a few hours while she's doing things. Right. Because if she didn't trust her around George, and she only trusted her with Cindy, and there was no one else, maybe she was just trying to knock her out for a few hours. But... The search on suffocation, maybe she was trying to figure out how she suffocated in a trunk. Assuming that this happened the night before, maybe, or something, or like like it had already happened and she was trying to figure it out. Yeah. Which I I don't know, actually. I don't think they said in the documentary how close the chloroform searches were to the... Did you see that? I don't know. I don't know if the chloroform searches happened a different day, Mm -hmm. or if that happened one right after the other. That'd be interesting to see. Right. Um, I don't know why it just, I have it, a, it feels weird. It I does. Think I, I think I have a hard time. Maybe I'm just more like, I, I definitely feel like I'm more naive in this case because like I was sitting there she, she, like I said, she had me at one point. She, mm-hmm. she had me really feeling like maybe this woman's innocent. Mm-hmm. Um, and had I not gone back and read all the stuff afterwards, I probably, uh, would have been more on her side, mm-hmm. but I I think that's me being naive and me being a little gullible, and that's where I might be being a little gullible here in the fact that in your story, she 
how heartless is that that she put yeah. a kid in a trunk overnight like i i know but did she think I, that I was the, safer than her getting essayed maybe. i don't know i don't but that's it's just such a I, nothing in this case is good but I, I think for some reason i feel like the trunk thing to me may actually it what you said may actually make sense evidence wise but also to me is like just feels like who would do it right <laughs> but who would do any of this mm-hmm. um one thing i will say is i do think no matter what she was in the trunk i, I do believe mm-hmm. that either in either your scenario or mine right i think in mine she was probably transported in the trunk to mm. the because if you look at where her body was put it was not far off of the road right i am sure that they transported her body whoever did it mm-hmm. in that car yeah. and put her there yeah um that makes sense i i i just with the duct tape though it doesn't make sense to me why somebody would have put the duct tape on her post-mortem like the only you, like way you said, i can think of it is staging it that staging a kidnapping is the only thing which is stupid it is stupid and that's the, that's the only thing that i could think of but they never once i mean i guess they did didn't you say that they kind of said well maybe it's possible somebody came in at one point didn't i think they said that at one point like they're when they're grasping at straws looking for kaylee like maybe somebody abducted her right but they never really talked like she was abducted yeah um that was never well the police zeroed in pretty fast on casey right so maybe that changed the narrative and maybe they were going to use that but but if she drowned there's no reason for the duct tape right unless that like you said they're trying to make it look like a abduction um the the searches to me are are what feels damning to me um just like okay the the chloroform maybe trying to put her to sleep that mm-hmm. that i kind of get you know like i kind of get why maybe she would have searched that but the foolproof suffocation thing i mean even if you say that it's trying to figure out how it might have happened to her mm-hmm. why did you search foolproof yeah like you, you could have maybe that's something that just came up I'm just grasping yeah, at no, straws. I, I know. I but we could go on forever and ever and ever. We should do the devil's advocate. But that, to me, that, that search is the thing that makes it a murder. Yeah. That's the thing that makes it not an accident. Yeah. And the duct tape, I think, helps me to believe that. Mm-hmm. But this is not saying your theory is wrong. This is not no, saying I my know. theory is right. It's your theory may be the one my theory may be the one neither of our theories may be what actually happened right and we can argue this forever and i still i'm like <laughs> there's so many things like the ladder yeah. in the pool who, who how how do people know there was a ladder in the pool or not a ladder in the pool yeah it's if what they're we're going off of casey and george's timeline nobody knows whether that ladder was in the pool on june 16th or not right they just don't other than the people at the house and even the people at the house probably don't know yep so it's unfortunately like you said we're probably never going to get any closure unless somebody makes a deathbed confessional and says mm-hmm. and this makes is it actually sense. what happened and yeah. admits that they did it mm-hmm. you know if if one of them comes out and says i did it here's what i did mm-hmm that's the only way i think we're going to get closure but honestly i don't see it happening right i don't see i mean that would be the most infamous <laughs> yeah deathbed confession though right i just i don't see it i don't see anybody i don't see anybody admitting to it it's, yeah. everybody is so on the side that they had nothing to do with it it would be such a big 180 to say i did it yep well, <laughs> I want to know in the comments below your guys' opinion. We're going to have to end it here. Or we're going to go on for 18 hours. I don't even hours. know if this is going to be two parts, three parts. Four parts. <laughs> Four parts. We'll figure it out. But and Sarah's the editor as well, and she's, she'll get it um, straightened out. But either way, it sounds like you're probably not going to make them wait, right? No, I won't make you wait too long. Yeah. So I'm For gonna... us right now, it is 1224 a.m. Yeah, we started this at like 8. <laughs> <laughs> so 
we will see you guys next time. It probably will not be this long. Just letting you know. <laughs> yeah, this is a um, this is a special this is case. Probably going to be the longest one we ever do. Maybe. Yep. Most likely. Gosh, if we go down as being notorious for doing that huge Casey Anthony deep dive. <laughs> My throat hurts, so I, I know can't do mine many does more too. <laughs> <deep dives. laughs> all right, well, uh, thank you guys so much for all your input. Um, we really got a lot of support off of the last one in terms of people commenting, people yes. watching. A lot of people even listen to the podcast, so thank you all so much. Yes, we appreciate you because this is this is just a little part of our life. I have to edit. I have to research. There's a lot that goes into this. It's not just the four hours of us yelling at each other. Right. So Um, we appreciate you guys. And justice for Kaylee. Justice for Kaylee. Let's all at least have that as our goal. Yes. Yes. We're talking about this, but it's because we want to know justice for this little girl. Yep. She, she is such a sweet looking little girl and sounding and laughing. It just, it hurt. It does. It, it hurts really seeing does. those home videos. Uh, it hurts mm-hmm. in any child case. Um, innocent little kid and that happening. So whoever did this, I mean, I want to say burn in hell. I think I'm going to say burn in hell. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, I know um, if it's an accident, it's different, but still, man. Yeah. I hope she gets gone too soon. Yeah, I hope she gets the justice she deserves. So. I agree. We'll see you guys next time. See you. Bye. Bye. Hi guys, I just wanted to say I hope you enjoyed this video. If you like any of the content for Code 187, please click that subscribe button, that like button, that share button. Help us out, help us grow. Um, You can find us on your favorite podcast platforms. Um, Yeah, check us out on there. Give us some ratings. Um, Tell us what you think. We're also across every social media on Code187, so we're on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, I think that's it, Um, and of course YouTube. So please, please, please subscribe um, if you like our content and spread the word. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.